Hello and welcome to Speaking Out Mental Health and Football. I'm your host, Callum Archibald. In this episode, we'll be speaking with Rod Christopher. Rod works with the Leeds United Foundation as a youth coach. He's also worked with the Leeds United Academy and Bobby Charles and Soccer Schools at Manchester United. He opens up about his own mental health and how his work in football is an outlet for him. Well, um, basically what happened was um, I applied for the League United Football Community. Uh, it's a tra- sort of training course where you can learn how to, uh, to become a coach. You, you, you're literally taking the FA Level 2 coaching certificate. So you needed to be unemployed for six months before applying to that, for applying to sort of get on with that course. And I was at that time working in Herald, was working at Burton's, Burton's Warehouse, um, just downstairs doing uh, clothes and stuff. And I just got really bored with it for three years. I got really bored with it to a point where I were knocking work. Uh, there were people bothering me there as well, so I just didn't enjoy the experience. So, well, and certainly. so from that, I quit that job and resigned. And I applied for the League of Night Football in the Community Office after six months and uh, ended up going for two interviews with Seth Poddle. I think you're familiar with Seth, aren't you? From that, Seth, Seth invited me down to the football in the community office. I had um, I had two interviews, um, really tough interviews. I went in a suit from the first one, and then the second one he phoned me up. He said, "Oh, you don't need to come in a suit; it's just formal." So I went. I went to the second one, and they uh, basically hired me and allowed me to come onto the course. I got an official letter a couple of days later. So that sort of changed my life, as I was trying to explain to you, Callum, yeah. in the sense that being a seacrofter. Uh, like from 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 sort of that, that state, it sort of changed my life in a lot of ways because, as I was saying the other day, they put me on the front page of the Evening Post, and I actually found out about it by just going into the shop to buy some. I think we were buying some bottles of pop or something in a local shop, and I forgot. Well, I, I didn't think it'd be on the front page. That firstly, I just thought we well, were taking a photo; it'll be all appeared in there at some point. I walked into the shop and went to the counter, and there I went on the front page. Couldn't believe it. So from that. They'd written a story saying, oh, this lad from Seacroft and stuff, and he's, he's got involved in football and community, and he's played local football for all these years. It's basically with just that story there. So from that, pretty much everybody that reads an evening post or a newspaper or who might know me or know my name, all of a sudden knew where the wall and what I was doing. And uh, from for that, it, 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 it caused a lot of resentment. It caused a lot of people positive, of course, but... Pretty much 50-50, I'd say. Negativity as well. People sort of, I think, resented it. A little bit of jealousy that I'm doing this football thing that I've been involved in all my life. So it sort of knocked me back to that. Knocked me back in a lot of ways. It, it affected the way that I was sort of socialising. It affected the way that certain people wanted to sort of treat me. And I also noticed that as a player, because we were playing, playing when, I was, when I first went to Leeds, I were playing football for local teams. And yeah. from that, all of a sudden, you won't believe it, everybody wanted to coach me. It never <laughs> happened in the, the previous 20, 20 years that I'd played local amateur football. never happened. But once I went at Leeds, my teammates, well, some teammates, they all of a sudden they wanted to sort of coach me to be seen to be coaching me and criticising the game. And that's obviously affected me as well. So now I'm thinking, right, so I'm at Leeds, people on the street know what to do. Clearly, people um, in, in, in my own team know what to do without me saying anything to them. 
And now I'm getting coached by people because they want to be seen to be a, a better coach. And it's just still a saying, Callum, oh, anybody can coach and stuff, so I'm going to sort of tell you what to do. And that's how I felt. Yeah. That people were just sort of chipping away, just trying to knock me and get a reaction. And when, you know, I mean, if you do react, all of a sudden it's, oh, you're supposed to be a football coach at Leeds United, but look, this is how I behave. Sort of thing. So there's constantly people making digs at me, even my own teammates who I played with, I was playing for six o'clock working with working with Public United then, and they were playing at Dancy. So, there's a lot of resentment there, and I just found it difficult to deal with because that's obviously not what I got involved in football for, yeah. and coaching and youth work, to, uh, to have people fire, fire bullets at you for absolutely no reason. And that's what, what I found was happening. Did, so, 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 what you're saying there is kind of it changed. How you felt about playing football as well, because that's yeah, obviously that's that's your choosing to do that. It's like your recreational time. It's something you yeah. enjoy. Did Absolutely. you did you stop enjoying it there? I or? stopped enjoying it to the point I could actually quit. The the, the I quit for playing Callum in nineteen ninety seven ninety eight season. And you're not going you, you may find follow, the following quite quite hard to believe, but that year the, the year that I quit playing, I scored fifty three goals, all from open play. And I'm not bragging, I'm just, I'm just pointing out some facts to you. Yeah. All from open play, 53 goals, played for two teams, I won West Yorkshire League Golden Boot Award for a second time in the final season. So that tells you that clearly I must have really wanted to get away from football to quit that. But that's because of all the pressures, as I say, that were going on on the pitch. There were people, even people who come and supported us and watched us from sidelines, they were, they were critical. They were critical as well of uh, anything that I'd do. I, I, couldn't, I literally couldn't do anything, right? Even though I'm scoring goals and doing a job that I'm chosen for and selected for every week. That year we got to, uh, in the final season, we got to three cup finals. Uh, John Rafferty Cup final, which is a, a played at Bracken Edge. Uh, with Bardsley, I got to two cup finals, the League Cup final and the Bicester National Cup final. We won two of them and lost one. And I scored the winner in the semi-final in one of them games. Yes, I'm still uh, getting criticised. It, it just didn't make sense. Yeah. And obviously, I wasn't. I stopped enjoying it. I, I decided towards the end of that season, like I am not playing anymore. And what I decided to do was quit the football altogether and focus on the new coming youth work and football. Well, it was football at that time when youth work. Yeah. It, concentrate on the, the, the new football coaching career. Because first we're giving me loads of opportunities to to do other things. So with the club, so I was like, like, this is what I want. I don't need that. I don't need all that. I feel this is what I want to do. And so I pursued the, uh, the coaching and the career of football stuff. So how, how did you find it once you'd made that decision then? You stopped kind of playing the yeah. football and you're just doing the, the youth work and focusing heavily on that. How, how did you feel then? Yeah, it, 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 it took a while to sort of get used to, but I'm, you know, when you, your early days, you, you're really enthused. There was a lot of enthusiasm there from me, not that there wasn't before, but because it was all new to me and exciting. It was sort of a, a new challenge for me, so I just thought it was a new challenge. And football is something that I've played since I was 13. So, and, and, and going to watch Leeds United, I've done since the age 13, believe it or not, as well, on and off, but when I first started going, I was going regularly, I was going every single arm match. Yeah. But over years, I've constantly followed the United Football Club, home and away at, at some point. So 
it was sort of, well, I'm working for my own town club here. Uh, people are looking after me. Just thought, I, felt, I felt that this was taking me under the wing. Certainly, Seth had. Um, I actually got invited to stay on when I we caught. I was there for two years, but we caught. When we caught finished, some of the men out, Alan Roberts, who was the well, the finance sort of money money man at Allen Road, they called me into his office and asked me if I was willing to stay on. But at that point, there was what basically what they were saying was they weren't willing to pay me from day one, but they'd look after me in other ways, and in future they'll, they'll look to sort of recruit me onto a proper payroll. But because I just got the court, sorry about that, that's someone playing. Because I just got my qualifications at that point, my, my thoughts were, well, I need to make money, I need to have some income, and uh, I should maybe get involved in opportunities on the outside yeah. where I might, I might actually receive uh, some pay, and that's what I did. So yeah. I uh, went to Man United, uh, the Charter Soccer Schools, and worked for the council. Uh, so I can also set up a number of my own projects as well in Seacroft, where I was running projects for kids there. But it affected me in a, in a lot of ways. It's not even just the, that psychological thing with the, my own teammates at Seacroft and Badsy, who I knew a lot of them over a long period of years. And to see that change, it's like, oh, it's, time to, it's time to move on. Yeah. So that's what it is. But I know from kind of playing myself when you, and I've, I've not played for a couple of years now, when you stop that, it is a, a bit of a hole in your life because you used to, It'll be your Sunday, your Saturday, whatever. So yep. was, was was that something you were quite conscious of? Yeah. What time you mean? Yeah, yeah. The time, the, the time. I give that absolutely. Yeah. Because obviously I realised then once I, once I got the qualification at Leeds Calum, that um, I, I, I knew I'd have to get opportunities because Seth, Seth would give me opportunities to do things. And I knew he'd give me opportunities that, well, I think there was about 12 other coaches trainee coaches down down there when I was there. Yeah. But I knew, and everybody else in, in the room knew that he was giving me opportunity. Not favouritism, like I said. I think he knew that, you can see it in people's eyes. I can see it in people's eyes. When I meet young footballers and they, they want to learn, you can see it, literally can see it in their eyes, the way they look at you, the way they pay attention. And I think that's what Seth saw in me at the interviews, that this guy's for real. He, he actually does want to be a coach. Whereas some people who come to Leeds United Football Club, uh, I touched upon it the other day when I was talking here, to come there just with so much to do, so much to get through, they have no, maybe have no intention of being a football coach, but they want to sort of get on onto that. So that's what that's what says saw. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Uh, that's what says saw in me, yeah. and uh, we sort of took it from there. Yeah. With it. So, you know, you're saying there that you did start to struggle a bit and you've seen things kind of change. Did you talk to anybody about this? Did you mention anything or was it just kind of no. something you felt yourself? No, I, no, opposite, because I kept it to myself because I didn't want people to think that they were hurting me. Even the inside and you, because I knew why, why people were doing things. To, to come out and say, oh, you're, you're jealous or this is resentment is a, is a different matter and it's something that I don't need. What I found, Callum, was that people would people would sort of try and dig me to get a reaction so that they could go away and say, ah, oh, that guy there supposed to be a football coach and stuff at Leeds United, but look how he behaves. And they're doing something crowds as well. Make snide comments to me, knowing, oh, well, he might not react. And how do I react when, I'm, you know, people are associating with Leeds United Football Club now. So how do you react? You've got to walk away. 
So I found myself walking away many times from 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 incidents, from yeah. people, and from potential trouble and potential conflict. Walking away, walking away. So uh, that's where I was. Yeah. Do you think that's something you, you kind of got used to? Because obviously you talked about your background, growing up in Seacroft, a predominantly white area. Is that just something mm. that you kind of grew accustomed to? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I just felt that I don't need to react because it's difficult enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I was fully aware that it's difficult to get out of Seacroft and do the things that I was doing. I knew that because I know, I know people that have been successful in Seacroft. I know every one of them. So nobody's going to come up to me and say, "Oh well." What you've done is nothing because I know something. So I know all the people that have had any minuscule of success who have come out of Seacroft. As I said to you about the, the, the player that I mentioned, a couple of lads that have gone on to, to do boxing. Um, and, and I know these because, well, firstly, I paper around since I was 13. These are newspapers. I'm sort of constantly reading newspapers. And when when football season is away, I'm reading newspapers about the local footballers and stuff. And the name that always stood out were my own. And that's what everybody saw. So, um, it's a bit of a not that though. Yeah, so, so obviously, like you're saying, you went on to Manchester United and stuff. How did you find that kind of working? Because a lot of what you said about working for Leeds is you you really enjoyed the youth work and stuff, but yeah. kind of working for your hometown club as well is a big oh, yeah. kind of... A Man, United, Man well. United was a completely different thing. Um, yeah. What happened there was that I, I applied actually for that, that role through... Have you heard of 442 magazine? Yeah, I have. I've yeah. still subscribed. <laughs> I used to get that. I used to get that. I've got all the early editions. I've still got them now. The yeah. early editions. The first one or two. I think Teddy Venables is not on page for issue one. I've still got that. <laughs> God knows how old that is. But, okay. um, I, used, I used to get them. I used to buy that every week. Now, there used to be an advert page at the back. And I saw an advert for my recruit program from Man United by the County Soccer School on the, uh, on the back there. So I just thought, well, I'll go for it because it's an experience. It's something, something new to me. Plus, it gives an opportunity to meet new people and, and maybe work with professionals so, or hire professionals. But I thought, well, it turned out that I ended up, I ended up going to um, an area called Middleton, staying over, Middleton in Manchester, yeah. uh, staying overnight and uh, going through a sort of a two day training course the first day to show those uh, videos um, and told us about how the structure works of the Man United Public Child Soccer School. Then the next morning after breakfast, we came out and we did um, practical sessions. But we'd, we'd actually had sessions and all the uh, the potential um, recruitment recruits would be involved in training and coaching. So they're looking at your attitude and how you are. And then then later on in the evening, they'd let us know whether we were going to be successful or not. So uh, I ended up getting through um, after after yeah two days two days of staying in Manchester. Yeah. I, I got selected to uh, to become employed. Got a contract. Signed it and signed it and. Uh, Bang, I'm on the road, <laughs> literally travelling two and three day soccer school. But the problem with, if there is a problem, was I'm getting all the experience and meeting new people and getting a lot of invitations to work by parents of, of kids. But the downside was that a lot of them um, staff there are Man United supporters and they, I think the rivalry, certainly from their side, not from mine, Went a little bit deeper, right? Uh, to, to the point where the next night comments to you, 
it'd just be just be horrible to you because you would leave United for thought of working for Manchester United. And I actually knew a lad that, that had gone on this same uh, same role before me at Left from Leeds. I won't give it to his name, but and he ended up spending four days with them. He could fake it and he ended up jumping on the train. I think he was in Middlesbrough or somewhere. Jumped on a train in Middlesbrough and came out with that to Leeds, vowing that it'll never work for him again. But that's because of the way that they, at that time, the, the, the people that were employed by Man United by the Charter School, certainly some of them, were treating outsiders. And I was seen as an outsider, and so was he, in the sense that you're not a Man United person, you're not from Manchester, you're a Leeds fan, you're from Leeds, and some of them just did not like that. So it happens at all levels. Rivalry and whatever might come with that happens at all levels, Callum. How do you Even deal with that, that professional environment? I actually though. reported that to the media, the, the fact that they, they treated me that badly. There's a, there's a story in... Uh, I'm going to one now. Uh, I can't remember what it. It would, uh, I can't remember what newspaper it was, but they put a report out about a story about the, the way that I'd been treated down there. I've still got it. I can get you that if you want it. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. About the way I'd been treated by the Man United Bobby Charlton Soccer Schools. There's a lot of... Is it, this is not live, is it? No, no, I'm, it's just recording. No. It's not live now. Say again? It's just recording. It's not live. So it's, right. it's going to edit it and everything. There was, a lot of, there was a lot of situations where they were making... What I ended up working with, Callum, was um, sort of student coaches that are, that are taking uh, sports courses. Yeah. So they were learning to be sports courses. And, um, I just found that some of them certainly felt they were above certain people because of just where they're from and how they've been raised and stuff. They just sort of look down at people. And I was certainly one of them that did look down for um, one of their experience. Yeah. That's the bottom line. I certainly didn't enjoy it. I made a lot of complaints to them and, and uh, left that. I think it was, I did two, what were called, two tours with them. Yeah. The tours last six months. So I did two six months cop at tours with them. Uh, one with Bobby Charlton. Well, they were sort of mixed in between. So the time I know you'd start a tour in our country. Been to Wales, all over Wales, all over Scotland, uh, and all over the UK, uh, England as well. How did you find the actual travelling, kind of being away from home a lot? Difficult, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people, people, people close to me constantly say to me, I can't believe that you've done that. And, they were, they were always surprised that I sort of didn't treat it as a big deal. They're like, God, you, you, you've left everything. You've gone out. You've done this. You don't know anybody. Travelling around with these people you don't even know. You know? But, yeah, it, it, I saw it as, as an experience yeah. uh, and an opportunity to get more experience as a football coach because we were working, we were working with young people up to 17-year-olds on Bobby Chapman United. And the Bobby Chapman schools, I don't know how familiar you are with them, but they're for underprivileged kids. Bobby Charlton Soccer School is aimed strictly at underprivileged young people. Uh, with, with, with Bobby Charlton, what you do is you go into uh, middle schools and high schools and you take over their sessions for two or three hours. Uh, and, and the young people that were in attendance at our sessions were selected specifically by the school based on good behaviour or good attitude. Right. So as opposed to the Man United uh, soccer schools where a parent is paying, let's say, £60 for their child to be involved in a soccer camp for 
two or three days learning skills and the planning and the game and stuff. So there's two comparisons. Bobby Charlton's about working for free, giving it for free for local kids and underprivileged kids. Man United's about finance and making making money um, and paying finances in that way. Right. But it was it was a, quite surreal, really. People 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 just friends were always surprising. You know, surprised that I'm working at Man United. Question I get all the time, well, you, you'd leave from what you're doing there and stuff. And my attitude would always, well, I want to further my experiences. I want to learn more. So that's why I've gone and done that. I have up and left. I've gone and have got involved in that. But the reason to do that is because I want to learn. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's all right. Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. Um, so, kind of through all of this, was kind of your own mental well-being, was that something you were fairly conscious of or was it something that you hadn't really given too much thought to? Say that again. Kind of, kind of throughout all of these experiences, like it's all kind of new experiences, you're talking about various points where you found it tough for different reasons. Was Was that something you were quite conscious of, kind of your own mental well-being and how you were doing or was it just kind of getting on with the job? It was a case of getting on with the job, but obviously I was aware. I mean, the, the stuff that uh, Seth taught me at Leeds was the thing about me, Callum, is that even as a, even as a when I was 13, 14 years old, I used to read football magazines, I used to read shoot magazines, and, and, and Ryan the world. So I used to actually deliver, so I actually delivered to my own house, <laughs> <laughs> my own magazine, paper rounds, you know, I had about five paper rounds. Yeah. You know, I can't pay me a quid a week each when I'm like 13, so I don't have end of week wages. Um, I used to read magazines, but I used to, I was so enthusiastic and keen on football at that age that I literally read the pages from front to back. I'd read everything about them. I'd read about the players and I'd read about the advice and the tips that the players are giving out or how to improve the game. And with that, I think, came a certain kind of attitude which was completely different to the people around me, the friends around me that also played football with me at 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. In my case, I had a, I feel, well, I know, I had a more of a professional attitude because of what I'd learned from other people, from what I'd learned from reading. I mean, players like Kevin Keegan and uh, John Robertson, going back, going back years, uh, Kyle Addis at Leeds, these are players that I used to constantly read about and they used to give tips in these magazines about how to improve your game. Yeah. And I can always remember Kevin Keegan, a, a thing I read about Kevin Keegan when I was sort of 14, 15, he said, when corners are taken, always go at far post. Because nine times out of ten, it comes to far post. And that stuck in my head all the way through my life and even through the playing days. And constantly, I always went to far post and constantly, that ball came there. And constantly, <laughs> I scored from that. So, that's when I, my attitude was professional. I, need, I knew I needed to train. Even at 30, 14, I was practicing on my own. After school, home, ball out, onto park, working on my technique. Practice, 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 practice. Practice it. Get that technique. Yeah. Be repetitive with it. Get confident with it. Um, from that, my attitude, it needs to be fit. Um, I need to listen to certain people. I need to listen to look me at meet me coach in the eye when he speaks to me. All this is advice from magazines that I took in, and that followed me, and it's still with me now. 
Yeah. It's still with me now. So the bottom line is, I had a professional attitude. It was a very professional attitude towards it, even though my my level of football is uh, weren't particularly high. My level of learning was fantastically high, and that's what I carried with me, and that's what Seth Pot saw, I think, and that's what probably Man United Bobby Charlton's soccer school saw when I was sat in front of them. Uh, speaking about that, it's about your attitude, yeah, and uh, are you willing to learn, and do you are you keen on being involved in these things? And I think that's what people see in the internet. Yeah. Uh, and in football, uh, certainly in football, people have said to me, you're the most enthusiastic person I've ever known in football circles. People have literally said that to me face. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's just football. This is just who I am. <laughs> but that's how people see me. So I know that there is a perception of me out there from, from people who are willing to be open and be honest and say it to me. You know, but then the downside for me is the fact that people um, people attack because, oh, if you can imagine over 24, 25 years of being around Leeds, people yeah. know who you are, they know you are you, you, just through your football ability alone. Yeah. If you're a striker, as I was, and scoring con- consistently throughout seasons, 50 odd goals, as I mentioned earlier, that's in one season, not in five. <laughs> so and they're doing that consistently so people know you are Yeah. So, even if it's lower level it might yeah. be a lower level but that doesn't mean people don't know who you are and what you're about and what your ability is and that concludes Rod Christopher's episode I'd like to personally thank Rod for speaking I know it was a big step for him to be so open about his mental health I'd like to thank you for listening and don't forget to share, subscribe and review the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at out underscore pod. That's O-U-T underscore P-O-D. You've been listening to Speaking Out, Mental Health and Football.